After wandering around for some time, Sniz and Snoz were confused. They didn't realise that the world that Oren and Arthur and their friends lived in was so big. It was such a strange place. People weren't very friendly and whenever they looked at them they ran away and hid. It was all sorts of colours, but mostly green and brown, and there wasn't a single volcano in sight. Sniz and Snoz grew tired of people running away from them, not being able to get anybody to speak to them. And that night, they curled up under a tree and slept. In the morning, they woke up shivering. Oh my goodness me, said Sniz, jumping to his feet. There's something biting me or stinging me or something. It's doing it to my toes and my nose and my fingers. Oh, I feel it too, said Snoz. I feel it too. It's sort of like there's something invisible stinging us or something. They were leaping about. When they looked around them, it had changed. It had changed so much. There was this white twinkling everywhere. What's that? Why is it? Oh, why are my toes still so stingy? said Sniz. They hopped around for a good hour or two. But when the sun finally rose, everything twinkled. Ah, that's pretty impressive, don't you think? said Sniz. It's like the whole world's made of crystals, said Snoz. Their toes and noses began to thaw. It was their first experience of frost. Look, said Sniz, the people around here obviously don't want to help us, so we've got to find our own way to Orin and Arthur and their friends' house. They could see down in the valley what looked like a path. Let's go down there, said Snoz. Let's follow that path. That's an acceptable thing to do. And so they climbed down the hill. What interested Sniz and Snoz is when they passed these funny creatures, which we know are cows, they didn't run away. When they passed birds, they didn't flap and escape. It was only the funny people-shaped people, the ones like Oren and Arthur and their friends, that ran away and hid as they passed. And before long, Snoz and Sniz knew to take the routes where less people were. Eventually, they made it to the path. Well, this is more like it, said Sniz. A path always leads somewhere. And we are trying to get somewhere, aren't we? Yes, said Snoz. So which way is the right way to follow it, she said. Sneers raised up his finger. Wriggle, jiggle, little worm. Which way should me and Snoz turn? Is it this way? Is it that? And which way path won't lead us back, he said. This way. They followed the path in the direction he was pointing after his little rhyme. The path was long and straight and beside it there was a canal. Of course, Sniz and Snoz didn't know what a canal was. They'd never seen one before. Ooh, look at that, said Snoz. It's like a river, but it's not full of lava. What do you think it is? Well, that's obviously what it is, said Sniz. It's a river, but it's not full of lava. As they walked along, they spotted some of the wildlife. They saw the moorhens scooting up and down, and then they saw these beautiful white birds. Oh, look at that, said Sniz. That's a funny type of bird. It's quite big, isn't it? Here, buddy, buddy, buddy. Here, buddy, 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 he said. And two of these majestic white swans slid over the water. Sniz reached out his hand to stroke one and was most shocked when it went <sighs> and pecked at his fingers. That's not very polite, he said. I was just coming to say hello, but then I'm going to have to leave you right here, he said. He walked up the path, but the swan followed him. Go away, shoo, 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 he said. Don't follow me, you're mean. Come on, Snoz, said Sniz, let's run. 
Eventually they ran, leaving the swarm behind. They walked along this path for a very long time. It's like it never ends, said Sniz. They went over bridges and past locks, and eventually their path crossed a road. This was the first time that Sniz and Snores had seen a car. Oh my goodness, said Sniz. What is it? I don't know, said Snoz, looking at the cars parked in a long line at the edge of the road. It's like they're like massive twizzle wigs with like proper thick shells, said Snoz. I don't dare to go past them, he said. Look, said Snoz, there's nothing to worry about. They're not even moving. Maybe they're not even animals. I don't know. Look, let's go quietly past them. And so they crept quietly up to the cars. Just then they saw a person, and the person got in the car. Oh no, said Sniz. The Twizzlewigly and the person, they're ferocious. And the two of them panicked and ran across the road. They heard a horn beep, beep. Oh no, it's making a scary noise, said Sniz. The two of them ran and hid in some brambles. Oh no, oh no, said Sniz. They've got people eating Twizzlewigly. Why did our friends never tell us about these monsters? They're terrifying! Luckily, they were on the other side of the road and they could find the path again. They walked up the path, a bit shaken from what they'd just seen. It was one of those crisp, sunny winter days. The frost had thawed, the robins were singing and the sun was shining. After a while, once they had left the outskirts of the town, they were in open countryside and the only thing to guide them was the canal path. They walked along it faithfully, glad that there wasn't any twists and turns and decisions they had to make. They began to relax into their stride. I'm not sure when we'll get to Owen and Arthur's house, said Sniz, but when we do, we've got to tell them that they need to move that book closer to their house. I mean, my goodness, why do they take it so far away? Yeah, I agree, said Snoz. As they were walking and chatting and letting the time pass by, they didn't notice that there was somebody waiting for them. And out of the blue, all of a sudden, they found themselves tied by the legs and hanging upside down from a tree. Oh my goodness, what happened? What happened? said Sniz. I don't know, said Snoz, wriggling about. It seems we're upside down in a tree. Just then, a little boy in a woolly jumper with a fierce look on his face stepped out. Ha ha, he said. I've caught you. Oh dear, said Sniz. He's caught us. I know, and he looks pretty fierce, said Snoz. I am fierce, said the boy, the fiercest boy on the canal. I have caught dragons and goblins, and I'm not afraid of you, he said. He may not have been afraid of Sniz and Snoz, but Sniz and Snoz were afraid of him. Excuse me, scary boy, said Sniz. What's he going to do to us? I'm going to keep you prisoner, he said. Um, please don't, said Sniz. Just you wait here, said the boy, and he stomped off in his Wellington boots. He came back with his sister. Look what I've caught, he said, and he pointed to Sniz and Snoz hanging upside down in a tree. Monsters! His sister, who was a little older than him, looked up. Hmm, she said. Not sure I call them monsters. They're not that fierce. Now, Sniz and Snoz didn't know whether to be extremely glad or a little offended. Everybody else in this world seemed to be terrified by them, but these two children didn't bat an eyelid. Yeah, 
said the boy. I suppose they're not that fierce. Um, shall I let them down? Yes, you should, said the girl. Come on. It's a bit mean to keep them up there like that. They'll start getting a headache soon. And so the boy and the girl pulled on a rope and lowered the two of them to the ground. Sorry about him, said the girl. He's my brother, David. And I'm Sarah, but my pirate name's Lizzie's. You have a pirate name, said Sniz. Does that mean you're a pirate? Well, sort of, she said. I mean, I live on a boat. Ooh, said Snoz. That sounds fun. Well, it is, mostly, she said. And what's your pirate name, scary boy, said Sniz. If I told you, said the boy, I could never let you go. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't tell me then, said Sniz, because I've got an important thing that I am trying to do right now. Before Sniz could explain what his plan was, the girl had taken Sniz and Snoz by the hand and was leading them up the path. My mum and dad won't mind if you stay, she said. I mean, it's a bit small on the boat, but we'll fit you in somehow. You know, said Sniz as they were walking towards the boat, you're the first people since we've been here that's actually been nice to us. Most people just get scared and run away. Yeah, said Sarah. They haven't got great imaginations around these parts. Anything out of the usual makes them go a bit funny. Don't worry, she said. My mum and dad are the rare sort of grown-up. They've still got a bit of imagination left. They won't be startled by you at all. And so, when they came up to the boat, David shouted, Permission to come aboard! And from inside, Sniz and Snores heard their mum say, Permission granted! That, said David, means we can go aboard. On you get! He was still slightly treating them like they were prisoners, although his sister Sarah was giving him a hard stare as if to say, Stop it! Look, Mum, said Sarah as she walked in. We found two creatures. Well, I say we. David caught them in his trap, the one he's been trying to set up all week. They're a bit big. Do you mind if they come to tea? Not at all, said the voice from down in the cabin. So, minding their horns and bending down, Sneers and Snores climbed down the steps to meet Sarah and David's mum. Well, hello, she said not even slightly phased by Sneers and Snoz's looks. Where are you from? she said. You don't look like you're from around these parts at all. We're not at all. That's right. We're absolutely not, said Sniz. We're actually Vulcans. And we're from Avalan and we're from the Redlands in Avalan. Oh, said the mum. I've never been to Avalan. Is it nice? Well, yes said Sniz and Snores. People are much friendlier than they are here. I mean, not to be offensive because you guys are lovely, but nobody until we got here has spoken to us at all, he said. As they were there chatting and introducing themselves, Sarah and David's mum started to pour some tea. Here you are, she said. It's a bit of a frosty day today. Have this to warm you up. They sipped their tea and then they heard music coming from the other room in the boat. <laughs> Lovely, said Sniz. Yeah, where's it coming from? said Snoz. Oh, that's our dadda, said David, and they heard a voice at the back. Hey up, he said, and they saw a face through the crack in the door nod at them politely. Oh, hello there, said Sniz. Sorry I didn't introduce myself, I didn't know you were there. 
It's nice to have visitors, the voice said from the room. Welcome aboard. You see, he would have come out and introduced himself properly, only the boat was a narrow boat and Sniz and Snores were rather large. So Sarah and David's dadder knew better than to try and squish himself in the mix as well. So how long have you been in the area? asked the mum. Well, one very cold night and two rather confusing days. Is that right? said Sniz, scratching his head. Something like that, said Snoz. Well, yesterday it was dragons and, and today it's you. What did you say you were? said the mum. Vulcans. And today it's Vulcans. We do lead a colourful life, don't we? she said to her children with a smile. Yeah, yesterday, said David, I conquered a massive dragon and now it's my pet, but it's too big to live on the boat and so it lives in the field over there and he pointed out the window. Oh no, said Sniz. I don't like big puffy dragons. Once upon a time, I actually had to help my friends get a crystal out of a volcano that was guarded by a dragon. And my goodness, it was terrifying. But luckily, the dragon couldn't actually see. And so I was like shouting things into the volcano to confuse it. He was explaining. As he was explaining, both the children and the mama's eyes were wide with excitement. Tell me more, said David. Oh, well, I mean, it was really scary, but what happened in the end is my friends actually did get the crystal out and we ran down the hill. And that was a really important crystal because it actually saved the whole of our world, the whole of Avalon. I mean, it's a very long story and I won't tell you the whole thing because it will bore you. No, it won't, they said. Sneers looked over and saw Snoz was looking a little jealous. I won't go on, said Sneers, because, well, my sister wasn't allowed to come for most of it and it makes her cross to hear about it. Fair enough, said Sarah. I understand that. Do you want to come and see my pet dragon, said David. No, thank you, sir, said Sniz. Like I said, me and Puffy Dragons, we're not the best of friends. Do you want to come and see my pet horse, said Sarah. I don't know, said Sniz. Like, what is it? Does it have big teeth and can it bite? Well, technically, said Sarah, it can bite. But they're not fierce and they don't tend to. Just don't go round with carrots in the back of your pocket and you'll probably be fine. Sneers wasn't sure, but he felt it was the polite thing to do to say yes. OK, he said, but if I'm scared, I don't have to, like, touch it, do I? No, of course not, said Sarah. Come on. The children and Sneers and Snoz went out of the boat and she led them along the path a little to a field. She said, and she drew a carrot from her bag. Hee, horsey, 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 she said. And two horses came galloping up to the gate. This one I've named Chestnut, and this one I have named Snowy, she said. Well, I never, said Sniz. Look, Snoz, they're like unicorns, but they don't have the horn on their head. Sarah looked at them. Yes, that's right. Where we come from, said Sniz, we don't have these, what are they called? Horses, said Sarah. No, yeah, so we don't have horses. <laughs> that's a funny name, he said. But we've got unicorns, and what unicorns are are just like this, but they've got like this big horn sticking up their head. My friend Sophia used to have one she was very friendly with, he said. Sarah looked at him with open mouth and wide eyes. Real unicorns, she said. Oh yes, said Sniz. Tell you what, when I go home and tell them that there's these things just like unicorns that don't have the horns, everyone's going to be mind-boggled, he said. When I tell my friends that I know someone who knows real unicorns, 
they'll be amazed, she said. But unicorns aren't that rare, said Sniz. Yes, they are. Well, they are in this world, said Sarah. Oh, how I'd love to see one one day. Well, if I ever get back to Aralan, which, by the way, is where I come from, then you can come with me and I can show you a real unicorn. There's quite a few of them, you know. I would love that more than anything else in the world, said Sarah. So these horses eat those orange things, right? said Sniz. They do. Dare I ask what your pet dragon eats? he said to the boy. Um, well, mostly I feed it the people I don't like, said the boy. Sniz and Snorz looked absolutely terrified. Is that for real? they said. Stop it, said Sarah. You're scaring them. Look at you. He laughed, a cackle, and they walked their way back to the boat. Meanwhile, Oren and Arthur were worried. They could not find Sniz and Snores anywhere. And then they realised if they were going to get people to listen and actually help them, they'd have to pretend that Sniz and Snores were people in costumes. It's the only way that people wouldn't get so afraid of them. So all over the common, the town, the cycle path and beyond, they put signs up saying, Two friends in fancy dress, dressed as monsters. Lost. They didn't have a photo of Sniz and Snoz, so they drew a picture in the hopes that people might recognise them when they saw them. They put their mama's phone number at the bottom and they put them everywhere. <laughs>